Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! So we are going to be talking about this week's episode of Raw, but what we thought we would open this up with is the Bailey and Sasha Banks segment with Dr. Shelby, who has made his triumphant return to WWE and <laughs> triumphant, triumphant yes. yes I mean they had so much to do with him in, in all fair, <laughs> I mean he was the best thing in the segment he was the best thing in the segment but I think that was just because it was like oh that guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, like, and then yeah they had one joke for him and then the rest of it was I don't know, like yeah, fu- like hilariously underwritten. Yeah, well, so they announced last week that Bailey and Sasha Banks, because they've been arguing and because they've been fighting with it, what feels like a year and a half at this point, that they had to go to counselling and they were going to counselling together. And as everyone predicted last week, that was where Doctor Shelby was going to make his return Wee. because Team Hell No have reunited on SmackDown yeah. Live. So it just made it's almost like the Rolodex was found. They were like, oh yeah, find that lad's number again. He probably works like backstage for. Well, them. that was the thing as well because. WWE posted online a top five hell, Team Hell No moments that mm. Dr. Shelby was in this week oh, on YouTube. Really? So they sort of lay the seeds of the return yeah. on their own online media as well. I see. Yeah. So they had two segments this week. Um, there's going to be more next week. Don't worry. Like there is, There's going to be more of this. Oh, good. <laughs> two I'm so excited. This week. The first segment was just them arguing in the waiting room because Bailey was there first. And then Sasha Banks shows up and was like, you're here too? My God, woman. <laughs> How could you also be here at the one counselling we've been sent exactly. to? Exactly. We're, we're in, in Sioux the... Falls of all places. <laughs> we're in the same segment. <laughs> so they had the same session. Dr. Shelby comes out and says, I'm Dr. Shelby. And then that was it. That was the first segment. There was good uh, background acting, I thought, from the one other guy in the waiting room who <laughs> kept sort of getting up to leave and then, bit, and then thinking about it. So it was a lot of time going... Oh, oh no! A bit awkward, oh, wait. oh God! <laughs> Can't get out. Uh, and then in the second segment, um, Doctor Shelby revealed that they were in the friend zone, and within the friend zone, there are seven. What was it? Seven. The seven tenets of friendship, seven... which were. Oh, um, you've written them down. I've written them down. Excellent. Let me I'm find them. Glad you did. Da 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 da. Fill time. Oh, yeah. I mean, feel, feel, feel free to fill time while I look like, for these. It's like in my we're notes. on the podcast and we're googling things live on air. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't put this at the top, <laughs> as we only just discussed what was going to be done. Uh, 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 God, where is it? But anyway, so there were seven tenets of friendship. It was like joy, uh, yes. uh. love, helping, joy, sharing, time, honesty, and respect. I mean, you and I have all seven of those. We do, which is why we're so close. This is it. 
Yeah. And so they... There they, are no lies between us. There are absolutely zero lies between us. I just know everything there is to know about you. But so they, Dr. Shelby's idea in the second segment was to go, hey, how do you feel, Bailey? And Bailey went to answer. But he was like, no, no, no. I don't want to hear from you, Bailey. Mm. I want Sasha Banks to role play as you and ask how, you know, and answer how you're feeling. <laughs> so they did some role reversal type things. And then this led to, I mean, it's not comedy. It wasn't comedy because no. although the first segment was very much played up like this is going to be a bit wacky. There was the elevator music. Mm. There's Dr. Shelby. Like the the background stuff. Well, but, they're making it out like it was going to be the Team Hell No anger management right, thing, which was, which was funny. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was expecting. But then they didn't do... There was zero attempts at jokes in no. what Bailey and Banks were doing. Well, I it, thought, was like, it was like legitimate anger towards them. I was like, is... Is this meant to be a funny... There's a picture of Team Hell No in the background. I think it's meant to be a funny segment. Well, that was the weird thing. So the second bit was... That was before, so the th- that was the third bit where they did the role play. The second bit was where he reveals the friend zone and the mm. fact that they're doing the seven tenants of friendship. And then I was sort of waiting for the punchline to that segment <laughs> yeah. the whole time. And I think it just turned out that the idea was the seven tenants of friendship themselves were the joke. However, they were also on the poster on the wall... So someone had decided to write the punchline on the wall right. and then have him still do the feed line, punchline. And then, th- then that just went, end. Yeah, and then she kept saying, to be continued. Yeah, it was like, here's the seven tenants. It's like, love, honesty, respect, blah, 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 blah. End segment. Yeah. No, no <laughs> joke, no nothing. Just apparently they're actually just having therapy. That's what it felt like. It felt like genuine <laughs> therapy as opposed to a comedy segment. Yeah. And like uh, Meltzer and Alfred are talking about this on Wrestling Observer Radio that... Like, they've got so many writers in WWE. Like, 27-odd mm. writers. Like, they've got multiple writers working across both shows. In fact, actually, no, they work, like, specifically on each show. Mm. And a lot of them work with specific wrestlers. And as you said before we came in to record, you'd have thought that have asked, like, who's the funniest guy we've got here? Yeah, just get a comedian. Or, yeah, a comedian to come in and yeah. do something. But granted, even if you write a really funny script, Sasha Banks and Bailey aren't comedic actors. No. They're barely actors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. I, and I love Bailey, and in my eyes, mm. she can do no wrong. She <laughs> I feel was, the same way about Sasha. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she was bloody awful in this but, segment. Yeah. She was really bad. So they like Sasha. She tries to do. She can't do earnest though. That's the one. Yeah. It's weird that also it's weird because her one character is that she's really earnest, but she's always sort of sold that through action before. Mm. It's always been like coming out and hugging people and seeming a bit childish and that's all kind of told that story about her really having to do much talking yeah and now that she's on the main roster and she's having to do much more talking it's all falling down because she just can't come across as earnest without sounding like a robot and that robotic is like a really good way to put it because it is all very stilted stuff like when she was in Mm. nxt she drew real emotions out of me like i was was one of those guys that was like you know in tears when she won the the nxt women's championship because i was like finally she's finally won that was such good that was such good booking of playing to both of their strengths in that scenario as well like sasha is a is a fantastic heel yeah she's a good face in the fact that people like her Mm mm-hmm I don't think she's a very good face in the sense that, you know, she's she again struggles with the earnestness and the the other problem is that I think all WWE women's storylines are about friendship. They can't <laughs> no one's having a serious competition for anything. Like no. Charlotte's the only one who's had a competition about actual pride with someone. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone else is having it about friendship. <laughs> well, like Nia Jackson, her super uber duper best friends. Yes, exactly. Na- yeah, Natalia. Like, yeah, yeah, Natalia Alexa. now and yeah, like 
I'm sure she's now mates with Ronda as well after everything that happened. Well, this actually brings us into the title of this video. <coughs> yeah. It does feel like WWE, since, the, since WrestleMania, have been trying to do the best they can mm. to kind of create women tag teams in yeah and stables and, that and, and stables like positioning people for that exactly, kind of yeah thing, so you yeah. got the riot squad uh, as uh, as el fakador said the worst parts of absolution last <laughs> week. a tremendous he's joke. a great guy he's so funny <laughs> so you get the worst parts of absolution and you've got um uh iconics up yep, on the main iconics. roster now you can even argue that you've got ronda and natalia as a as a tag team. which is going to which also is smart booking in the sense that i think that get again helps to protect Ronda for a little bit longer. Yeah. Same as they're doing, I think, the Team Hell No thing. I think the same thing they do with Daniel Bryan here. While his contract's up in the air, he can win the tag belts because WWE don't care about tag belts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> he still looks like he's making ground and having victories, which is what people want him to see. But if he if he goes away at the end of September, then they can just be like, well, he was tag champ. Yeah, so it's not, it does not, doesn't ruin the big yeah. picture. Which give it back to the bludgeon. Yeah, exactly. And it's, fine. it's fine to do that with Ronda too for a while while she gets sort of more in-ring experience and hopefully then can start improvising a few more matches rather than having such kind of scripted events. Yeah. And as good as they are. Anyway, I don't I don't mind. And you've got Becky Lynch and Charlotte on the on yep. SmackDown as well and Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Yep. So they've got like these little friends. Yeah, it's just friends. They've got like, these like partnerships and stuff like that. And Becky Lynch said in an interview, I can't remember who it was with, but she said She was at a Comic-Con and oh, okay. she did a it was a Q&A session and she said she'd pitched the idea of a women's tag division for about two years to WWE. Mm. Um, however, she said that it's not going to be... They probably don't have enough women to do it on just one show... or not, Sorry, on all the shows separately. So they're just going to do... Well, if she, her idea is to do just one set of belts yep. that go travelling around NXT, Raw and SmackDown. I love that uh, idea. That is a great idea. I mean, WWE are going to... If they do do it, it won't be belts. It will just be friendship bracelets that you win. Like, <laughs> you, win like, you win a little locket and it's like half a heart and then someone else has the other half oh, of the heart. God, I hope it is that. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so awful. Yeah. Um, so, and I think this is a really like good idea, particularly if it is like, you know, two, one set of belts mm. or, you know, the lockets across all the brands. And these Bailey and Banks segments feel like <coughs> that's what it's going to eventually lead up to. The same with Team Hell No. Yes, is that they eventually yeah. are going to be forced to be get, to be a tag team together, and then there'll be the the, the budding heads, the the frenemies that are just yeah. like, no, I just I, in time to be in a tournament for these yes, vacant belts. I I hate you, but oh, we've got to work together, and so it really mm. feels like that's what they're building up towards. But what I would say is that this was not the the best start to this. Like, no. I, I was a, I was a bit concerned about these segments anyway because. WWE not known for doing comedy particularly well with, with certain people. They can do comedy very well with like Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. Well, people who are ostensibly funny. Well, yeah, like yeah. If, if Braun and Kevin Owens were in these segments, yes. like they would be like they'd probably be very funny because there's a lot of stuff you can pull from. Yeah. with Braun's like you know flipping ambulances and all this sort of stuff. Although I'm not finding him particularly funny at the moment, but well, yeah, yeah uh, well, he, he has the potential to be very funny. exactly yeah. But with Benny and Banks, just like no, I just want to I'm gonna make fun of you. Like oh you're you like to hug oh your your best friend's neighbours mates with Snoop Dogg yeah it was a little it was very petty and very not funny like it it needed to be cheesier and it needed to be I don't know yeah yeah just it needed to just be more comical I don't I don't I don't even know how to I don't know how to make it comical (laughs) in this scenario (laughs) because I don't think they're particularly funny and I don't think anything about their I don't think this is the way to resolve this feud that's been on sort of low boil since they got to the main roster either. Like, yes. This was something they should have pulled the trigger on a year and a half ago. Yeah. And just done. If they're going to just rehash this thing, rehash it and just do it straight away. 
get it out of the way let them build on go on with the rest of their careers yes don't just have it sort of on board for like well we don't have anything to do with you we'll just do this again yeah we'll just do we'll just repeat yeah. what worked before exactly unless and then that's the thing because either we're repeating the banks bailey feud from nxt yeah but not for the title so <laughs> yeah. for, for far less important things such as friendship or we're repeating team hell no yes which we literally are now seeing also on the other show yeah, tonight. Bit, bit control C, <laughs> you know. control V. Although they could be fine for something important, there could be that locket. Yes, that's it. They could. Well, that's it. it the could, tag team they locket. could. They could have the tag team friendship bracelet, <laughs> the tag team Polly Pocket. They could win that. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Roman Reigns opened the show this week. No Kurt Angle with his floppy wrists uh, to come out and recap what happened on the previous week. No. So, as I said, we got Roman Reigns doing it, and he came out and he talked about um, that. Although the Revival are a good team, you know, they're good up-and-coming guys, he can't believe he lost to the Revival. But the reason, I can. <laughs> the reason he lost, he claims, is because his partner sucked. Yeah. Because Bobby Lashley was a terrible tag team partner, and I, I had a real problem with Roman Reigns on this episode of Raw. 
Was it because it was pretty much only Roman Reigns on this episode of Raw? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we did get to have two matches. With it was Roman a little Reigns. bit too. It was, you know, uh, they, WWE have, have bless them, been accused of shoving Roman Reigns down our throats in the past. Mm. Uh, and they, oh, now they're leaning out. They're <laughs> leaning in to this now. Well, it was really weird because I feel like on this episode, and maybe they've been doing this for the last few weeks, but haven't really noticed it. Mm. But. They're now sort of making it part of this character. Michael Cole had this speech later on where he said, yeah. with Roman Reigns, there's two ways you can look at him. You can either look at him as a, quote, proud warrior, which is awful mm. verbiage, or two, an egomaniac. So yeah. it really feels like they're now playing up this this new character for Roman Reigns, which is a, well, it's not a baby face. And yes, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a real heelish thing to do. And he acted like a heel on this show in all of these segments. Mm. And he acted like a dick in all of his backstage segments. He's complaining. He's whining. Yeah. And as I said in the Raw review, this is this has to be leading to a full-on heel turn. Because oh, there's, there's, so. there's no way anyone in their right mind would think, well, this will get someone over as a babyface. This is what will get him cheered. Yeah, it's it's too whingy. It's too whiny. Like, you need to, like they like I said, they need to lean in on the fact that he's getting booed anyway. Yes. Like, you might as well make him an ultra heel yeah. in that scenario. He's, he's halfway there. People don't like him on principle. So then make yeah. him lean in, like, make him just play with the worst of all that stuff. Like, make him come out too much. Make him insert himself into everything. Yes. I mean, yeah. hopefully, liven him up a bit in the ring <laughs> in the process. So it's actually, it is, you know, it, it does eventually get over doing that. But yeah, I, I, it's so weird. Yeah, this, it, this... it is really weird. And, I've, and I found the whole thing perplexing throughout the show. And it made mm. me sort of actively dislike him. And I'm almost certain that's not the intent. No, I don't, I don't think it is. No. I, I, I don't think they thought that this is a heel turn. This is a heel. Yeah, I, don't, I think they don't believe this is a heelish way for someone to act. I, I've no. seen a lot of people suggest online that they are trying to book him like a, a cool, a, essentially a cool heel. Someone who acts like a cool heel, but mm. is still a babyface. So he gets cheered like a babyface. You know, but the problem with that, like the NWO literally were cool. Like, yeah. you know, they were 1990s cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not cool now. They were big daddy cool. Exactly, they were big daddy cool. <laughs> but they, but Roman Reigns doesn't feel cool. He just feels like he's complaining a lot. Well, yeah, and I think that's, I don't know, I just, I think everything about him is just, like, he, he he's a cool-looking guy. I like, like, the, his whole look is cool. Like, I, I like the body armor. I like okay. the, the hair and the tattoos and all that stuff, but... The way he like his moves and all that kind of stuff aren't cool. The way he talks isn't cool. I'm a big dog and this is my yard. I I run this garden. This is my garden. There was a moment. I've weed all over this. Smell it. I'm a big dog. There was a moment during this promo when he was he was kind of promo on Bobby Lashley and he said Bob. I keeps calling him Bob, which made me chuckle. Yeah. It's like Bob, you weren't the guy ten years ago, and oh, t-shirts falling. He said you weren't the guy ten years ago, and in ten years' time, you won't be the guy still. I'll be the guy. And I suddenly had this, like, a flash forward to 10 years from now where Roman Reigns is still cutting these promos. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a bleak future. It is. Super 10 bleak. long years of this. But it's anyway. It's just being the guy. I don't... Yeah. That, that's such an, in, that's such an um, a sort of inverse WWE thing to say as well. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm the guy. And it's, yeah, of course you are, because that's what they've decided you are. But yes. No one else thinks you are the guy, and there is no such role on this show as the guy. If anyone is the guy on Raw, it's Rollins. <laughs> like, he's the guy. Like he's the guy. He is the guy. So, um, as we've been calling them, Mackendolph. 
Mac um, and Dolph. But someone tweeted me with a much better name. Dolphin Tire. Dolphin Tire. Yeah. I much prefer. Dolphin Tire is much funnier. So Dolphin Tire came out mm-hmm. uh, and they cut a promo on Roman, called him an egomaniac, and, you know, sort of ran him down because he got involved in their business last week. Scalpho broke out. And then our hero, Seth Rollins, came down to make the save. What are, a hero. What a hero he is. Like, you're absolutely right. He is the shining star of this show. Mm. Like, he is just one of the best things that Raw has to offer. And he he actively makes me interested in matches. Yeah. Like, at the tag match that they had later on, when he was the babyface in peril, he was making me want to see a Roman Reigns hot tag. Yeah. That's not because I like Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's just because Seth is very good at what he does. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to see him in trouble. That's no. A, I don't see... Also, the thing with Dolphin Tire... Yep. Why are they still doing the record scratch at the beginning of Dolph's entrance? We have discussed this many times. I know. No just, one knows. It's so bad. Well, what people tend to argue in the comments is like, oh, well, it's stopping other people's music. So, like, if he comes out seconds, yeah. like, it, you know, someone's music will play, and then the record scratch stop, like stops that song, mm. and his starts playing. Problem with that, A, the theme music is not on vinyl. No. So, like, you wouldn't yeah. have a record scratch anyway on an MP3. Yeah, he's had to, he's had to edit that in. <laughs> exactly. He's gone into audition and got. <laughs> I'll put... have a record scratch, thank you. <laughs> Download that from YouTube. Yeah, I'll, that, I'll add that, that in. That's, it's not a gimmick that's got old for, a, like, in <laughs> no. the 90s. Exactly. People still do that. People just still scratch. <laughs> uh, but when he just comes out when there's no music, it makes zero sense whatsoever. No. So, and, and just come out, Dolph's music is much better anyway. So they are backstage with Kurt Angle, mm. and they want, and Kurt Angle says, Well, I'll make you a tag team match for next week. This is Rollins and Reigns yeah. backstage, yeah. And Reigns says, No, I want it tonight. And Kurt Angle says, Well, problem is, you've already got a match tonight. Mm. And then for whatever reason, Kurt was like, And you'll have that match as well. Do so, you know what? Kurt Angle, I'm an absolute pushover. <laughs> <laughs> I just do what other people yeah, tell yeah, me to do, yeah, you know. and that's it. So, yep. Yeah, so we're getting uh, two Roman's reign, two Roman Reigns matches tonight. Um, then so next week up, we got a uh, Curtis Axel doing an impression of Matt Hardy and Bo Dallas doing an impression of Bray mm. Wyatt again. I get yeah. it. It's the third week in a row we've seen this. Now. I've not seen a, a Matt Hardy solo entrance for a while, actually. Yes. And I don't. He comes out and then mouths along to his own. <laughs> <laughs> I will delete you. But yeah. he just mouths along to it. Say, That's we, quite funny. Because we only had to hear uh, Bray Wyatt's music. But sadly, yeah. Bray Wyatt was involved in a car accident mm. over the weekend, so he wasn't here on TV. And apparently, he suffered multiple injuries. And he's out of Ouch. hospital. And he told TMZ Sports that he's feeling great. And he's walking around mm. and like I think his words was like, "You can't. It will. Ne- you can't kill me because I will never die." <laughs> Okay, Bray, calm down, mate. But uh, Fabe isn't dead, <laughs> so um, it can't die. But um, steady. Ooh. But we don't know whether this tag team match is still going to happen. But they're still stu- they're still continuing this feud. And Cadiz Axel uh, came out, and they had a quite a short match, uh, which Axel won again. And this was a fun little fact. Uh, Dave Meltzer pointed out on Wrestling mm. Observer Radio. This is the first time Axel has won back to back matches on Raw in five years. My God. Five years, apparently. I just, I, I just but, don't get it. Like, but this was something that I, I, I really had an issue with on this show. Is that you know we got the revival versus Roman and Bobby for the third week in a row. We had, yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, we had Bo and Axel doing the impressions for a third week in a row. We had mm. this match for the second week in a row. It felt like there was so much copying and pasting. We're just on. We're the, just. I think we're just in the holding pattern until Extreme Rules. And so we can start building towards rather SummerSlam. Than, yeah, rather than doing anything like that might actually build to a match at Extreme Rules. Like, I don't know, having people beat each other up backstage for a little bit and then having another match that's sort of slightly more extreme and it builds up to this point. You know, like like the build for AJ and Shinsuke for the Last Man Standing match. That's mm. a pretty extreme match. 
like the build for Gargano and Champa. That's a pretty. They they had a very extreme match at uh, Takeover. Like those builds were the correct thing to do because you want it to be like we have to settle this at Extreme Rules because it has to be no holds barred. Yes. You know, like or whatever it is. <laughs> like the most exciting Extreme Rules type thing that I heard in the whole of watching Raw is the fact that Buddy Murphy is going to have a no DQ <laughs> match against Mustafa Ali on two hundred five tonight. Like right. that's much more interesting <laughs> than anything that happened on Raw. Um, so they. So we don't know if this match is is going ahead yet. I mean, at least I mean mm. it's still on the website, so I guess it'll be fine. But it's in two weeks. Yes. And like, yeah. And he's obviously just been yeah. Just been in a car crash. So uh, I mean. I'll, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's for the best. I don't know because I, 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 there's a lot of I per- Percy do not enjoy watching Matt Hardy wrestle. <laughs> I just, I don't think he's crazy enough. I don't. He's yeah. not like, I don't. He's he's very stiff and obviously like he's older now and he's very injured uh, from from mm-hmm. previously. So like he moves, he moves awkwardly. His moves are a bit lame. Like the side effect is the most over rubbish move I've ever seen I mean, he does a good one in this match where he does it onto the apron, the apron which yeah. is cool but then the rest of it like beyond the head bouncy thing like yeah. he doesn't do any of the sort of like you know beyond the, the wonderful and the applause thing he used to do so much more before he got into WWE and when he back when he was in TNA and then when he was on the indies for a bit he used to do so much more talking and mm. being crazy yes. in his matches and he's so tame now that it, it doesn't work because he the, the the personality of the character made up for the fact that I don't think Matt Hardy can do as much in the ring as he obviously used to be able to do. Yes, because he did yeah. so much in the past that he's now broken completely. Yeah, it is very much. <laughs> it is very much a watered down. Not broken down version. in the good way. <laughs> not broken in the way that. We... Yeah, so it's very much a watered down version yes, of, of yeah. what we've seen previously. So uh, backstage, we got Roman and Seth uh, just hanging out, and Seth uh, announces here that he and Dolph are going to have a thirty-minute Iron Man match at Extreme Rules, which. I mean, that sounds like it's going to be great. Like, Me um, likey. Yeah, really, really looking forward to that. But um, so that, that was really cool. And then uh, Bob walked in and... Um, Good well, old Bob. Bob said, uh, told Roman Reigns that apart from Bob Seth, it. no one likes you. And I don't <laughs> like you, which I thought was a really great yeah. line. And I mean, I've written here, I was like, I mean, he's probably right. Because mm. if I was in this kayfabe world, I don't like Roman Reigns. No. he seems like a complete knob. Both in and out. I <laughs> don't like him. But, but the, so he also says, Lashley also says in this segment, he's like, "What have you got a big S on your chest? Are you bulletproof? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's obviously making you're a heat magnet." Yes, that was um, his other line. You got you're a heat yeah. magnet, and it, I, I thought Bobby had better lines later on. Um, yes, it wasn't really great here. And he was well, bit... Bobby, he's so weird in the fact that he's a legitimately on paper and on his CV, he's a he's a legitimately threatening guy. Yes, and yet he can't be threatening. Well, At all. This is what we always said about in like in 2006. I, I was, you know, possibly watching WWE. Back <coughs> I wasn't watching it on a weekly basis. I only just really got the pay per views while I was at mm. university. But the thing with Bobby Lashley was always that they they like his smile. So like his, his Titan Tron was like mm. hard hitting, soft spoken, and it's like that's <laughs> like, that's yeah. not how you get a destroyer over. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like. He could get over on the size of his arms alone if you had someone else talking for him. But when it, as soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, you're just like the, what have you got a big S on your chest? It's like, it's just <laughs> well, like, yeah. it's like, I how- don't like you, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, nobody likes you, Roman. <laughs> My mum said. Well, this is it. Like, Bobby, like, like the character they're getting over is just like, man, he will kick your ass in the ring, but you can also take him home to your mum and yeah, he'll take he, his shoes off when he goes through the front yeah, door and won't it, mess yeah. up the carpet or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, we then got the, the Sasha Banks and Bailey counselling stuff, and it was at this point here where I suddenly thought, 
Man, you remember when Sasha and Bailey had that 30-minute Iron Man match at NXT TakeOver? And mm. it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm oh. long for and those here, here we are. They genuinely do feel like different people now. Welcome to the... If I was on, if I was on NXT nowadays... I would just be like, can I just stay here, please? Please yeah. just let me stay here. I mean, yeah, just ask Mike Canellas yeah. what will happen. If you go straight yeah. to the main roster and yeah. you just don't get used at all. Terrible. I mean, well, remember he was in the Superstar Shake-Up. He's now a Raw superstar. Is he? Yeah, R-Truth was also in the Superstar no. Shake-Up. He went to SmackDown. Oh, my God. Uh, we then got Titus Worldwide versus Authors of Pain. This was set up from last week. Um, Authors of Pain, it was, it was basically a squash match, but, yeah. like, Titus Worldwide got a couple of shots in, and... They won with the uh, the last chapter. It was a good dominant performance mm. uh, by the Authors of Pain, and they look really awesome. I, I'm a big fan of them as a tag. Yeah, I don't like the last chapter as a move. Oh yeah, I just think it look it looks rubbish. Like they're too yeah. big to do what is a, a Russian leg sweep and a clothesline. Yeah, like do a do something more impactful. Like the the super collider was always cool. Yeah, but obviously you can't do that on one guy. And it, I think it's weird in this scenario as well. Why is Titus not being pinned? Like because <laughs> he's the bigger one. Well, yeah, he is the bigger one, but Apollo is the one who's going to have another ten years on his career. Titus is forty, yeah, like, and he's not going anywhere except under the ring quite quickly. <laughs> so that's he's that's, literally that's, wearing he's literally yeah. wearing a t shirt that says "I'm a goofball." Yeah, so like, pin that man, like pin that man. Let Apollo, yeah, have at least some semblance of a singles career after Titus Worldwide is done with. Uh, so backstage we see Kevin Owens arriving at the arena and they play off the last week he goes to give his keys to the valet and he's like no nope, I'm not making this mistake no. again because someone will steal them and and I liked that he played off on that later on mm. uh, but he parks somewhere he wasn't really allowed to park but my favourite thing about this he's wearing a Baron Corbin hoodie Hmm. <laughs> that was a really nice touch because it's it plays up on on Kevin Owens' character. He's a heel, so he yeah. likes other heels. And he's a suck-up. He's a suck-up. Baron mm. Corbin is someone who's in authority. Mm. So if he sees if he sees Owens backstage wearing his hoodie, he's like, well, I might favor you. Also, they have the Stephanie McMahon connection. Mm. I thought it was a really nice thing with uh, Kevin Owens. And he's always on Twitter saying that Baron Corbin is his favorite wrestler and things <laughs> like that. So I, I, I really like that. Um, and then we got the tag team match of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns taking on Dolphin Tire, and I thought this was a really good match. Yeah, this was really this really was the good. only good match. But yeah, it was it was I yeah. thought it was really good. It was uh, I thought the the beat down on Roman was good. Yep. The hot tag onto Seth was oh, amazing. And as soon as Seth comes in, it starts rolling as always. Yep, and it's just, that was just great. And then yeah, it all worked through to a finish where the revival come out and get the DQ yes so they cause the DQ so it doesn't like so Mac and Dolphin Tide don't have to take a pin neither do Roman and Seth mm-hmm. so I can kind of see it, and it builds to the match that's later on happening in the night so I, I, yeah. it, I didn't mind the DQ it's and not- then they do their double and then uh, they do the zigzag Claymore to yep. Rollins which obviously builds heat towards Extreme Rules Yep. and then Roman eats the Shatter Machine which is an amazing move so such a good I love move love that move such a um, good move then also building for later on when he's got to face the Revival when he's not coming out Completely fresh. Exactly, and it shows that a riv- uh, revival are good tacticians. Mm. They know that Roman, like Romans, made the mistake in wrestling another match, so they're using that against him by targeting him, mm. beating him up, and laying him out, so that he, as you said, he's not fresh for their match later on. And because he is an egomaniac, he well, we'll come on to that. We yeah. said that he wouldn't tag in. So a couple of my notes from this. <laughs> These are just random things I've written down. There's a bit where Michael Cole says that only Jericho and The Miz have had the IC title more times than Dolph, which I think is interesting. Because mm-hmm. I just think it's a, it's a perfect title for Dolph, and Dolph should be having more title runs because he's great. Yes. Um, the other thing I've written is that Roman nods like he's never done it before. <laughs> 
So there's a bit where he's waiting on the tag and he's like nodding it. That's it. <laughs> and he just keeps doing it for ages. It's just like, you you know that if you just go, yeah, like people go like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. That's a, that's like, he, he's seeing you doing it, man. You don't need to just. <laughs> he's taking all of his nodding advice from bobbleheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> and the other cool thing was the Ziggler goes to jump in for a, a famouser. Yeah. And Seth catches him in midair and then does the buckle bomb. That is that was such Seth, a cool spot. Seth building up for the hot tag was absolutely mm. wonderful. It was so <coughs> so good. And like as I said like earlier in the show, it made me want to see a Roman Reigns hot tag mm. because Seth is re- like he's really good at dragging himself across the ring and Dolph and Drew played their parts beautifully as well of stopping him mm. and Seth Kevin having to keep overcoming as you said like the famous are into the buckle, the buckle bomb. bomb. Yeah. Just really really great stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, I and I thought it was quite a decent little segment actually i wonder what they do i i'm the only thing i'm wondering with this whole thing is what's going to happen with drew like yeah i mean actually my my question gonna have is what's gonna happen to the revival after this oh the revival yes yeah, yeah because i mean this this is building towards roman and bobby at extreme rules but the, where do the revival fit in like, yeah after, like are they going to come out of this going well we've just beat roman all these guys yeah. like you know yeah. So, uh, I don't know, like tag, tag team championship shot, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Against, yeah. against the B team, so we can. Exactly. Where's my title shots? Yeah. Um, as the Actually Era podcast would often say. Backstage, uh, Kurt Angle is, of course, on his phone, and Kevin Owens walks in. And Owens, this, uh, this was re- actually quite a funny segment as well. Owens is like, Kurt, you need to do something about Braun Strowman. Mm. Like, he's being a bully. Like, he flipped yeah. over my car, he's doing this. And he's Kurt's being like, a bully. <laughs> a bully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kurt was like, Yeah, I will do something about it. You're going to have a match with him later tonight. Yeah. And Kurt's like, well, no, that's not what I meant. Yeah, WWE doesn't have an HR department, apparently. <laughs> no. So, so Angle it's ma- fine to just flip someone's car. So Angle makes a match for them later on tonight. Uh, backstage, oh no, actually Baron Corbin comes out next. Constable Corbin, mm-hmm. speaking of. And um, he says that, um, he starts talking about Stephanie McMahon and why Stephanie McMahon made him the Constable of Raw yeah. and all he this He demands sort of stuff. to be reintroduced as the yes. appointed by Stephanie McMahon Constable of Raw, which I, I like. Yeah, I that do was like good. Really nice touch, uh, and then he plays clips from last week of him battling Finn Balor, which mm. caught law, which you know led to them losing their tag team match last week. But he's got a very different version of events, and I like this as well. I thought that was when he says, um, "I Finn looks tired, so I tagged myself in," <laughs> and he's like, "Then he just kicked me for no reason, so then I pulled him out of the ring to have a chat." <laughs> well, I liked all that was. I thought that yeah. kind of like revisionist history stuff was brilliant. Yeah, I I really like Corbin. Yeah, I'm, I'm I know, really I telling really like you, Corbin. I, I particularly like him in this role. Um, but Finn then comes out, and Finn's then given some very bad comedy to work with. Oh yes, yeah. Saying, pointing out that his shirt looks like he's just been fired from TGI Friday. Yeah, because he's, he's got a waistcoat. He's got a waistcoat on, mate. Uh, who that gave was... you that haircut? Because that's who owes you an apology. Exactly. It was like male pattern baldness is not a laughing matter. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And but like the the TGI Fridays thing just made no sense. I was like, well, there's no flair on it. Mm. So of course, clearly that's not a TGI yeah, Friday that's why he got, But that's why he got fired Because oh. <laughs> he didn't have any flair It's like office space Yeah, he like refused to have not... any buttons And that was it <laughs> Just need more flair on there Yeah, I don't uh, uh, Yeah, so I've written Finn's got zingers And then I've written fingers <laughs> Fingers, nice This is why you don't watch Raw at six in the morning Because <laughs> you write nonsense um, <laughs> So Corbin then I, this is where I started to get a bit concerned about the the feud, though. Because oh, Corbin's tall, isn't he? Well, they, yeah, exactly. he's tall. <laughs> oh my god! It was like Corbin starts to about how he, how tall he is and Finn is not, and I'm like, it's SmackDown Live all over again. Mm. I'm watching SmackDown Live again from last month. <coughs> it's the same <coughs> nonsense we've mm. just seen with Big Cass and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Oh, I'm sick of this awful company rhetoric. Yeah. That the, like WWE. Have, 
they push big guys like they like tall guys mm. that is a it's a well-known fact if you are tall you are likely to get pushed yeah i hate the fact that they've now turned this into like character storylines for people it's like well i get pushed because i'm tall and yeah. you're not tall which means that's why you yeah. don't get pushed to try despite and... the fact that you were the first universal exactly. champion and you were before you got injured, the guy. And he was he was an NXT champion for like five years. You know, he was like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, so yeah. so people like small guys do get pushed in this company. Yeah. And it, it's a really lazy way to try and get people to boo the tall person and cheer the little person. Yeah. Even though they're not they're not small, they're just smaller. Yeah. Than he's, someone who's like oh, six how, foot six. How, how tall is Finn? He's like Six foot ish. He's, he? he's probably six feet. He's probably taller than me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly. I'm not the tallest lad in the world. I'm. I'm under six foot. Mm. But there are a lot of wrestlers that are, you know, around my height or slightly below. Yeah. But they look small in the ring compared to literal weird giants. Exactly. People. Yeah. If I stand next to Baron Corbin, I look like I'm smaller than I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. So th- then, uh, Corbin but doesn't mean he's any good, does it? <laughs> That's the problem. Is like you just be like, if I was Finn, I'd just get out of my resume and I'd just be like, <laughs> here you are. <laughs> So Corbin, didn't you lose the money in the bank contract when you tried to cash it in against Jinder Mahal? Of all yeah, exactly. I think it was Jinder Mahal's only clean win when he was champion. Mm. So Corbin sucker punches um, Finn, and then Balor fights back and sends Corbin packing. So maybe they'll have a match on the pre-show at uh, Extreme Rules. Yeah, the, match, the, the card is quite full, so I can't see. Yeah, them I can't pa- imagine it being anything more than that. Like, yeah. it's a bit of a nothing. It's, it's a bit of a nothing feud. It's either going to be something that they save only for Raw, or they do it on the pre-show, mm. or worst case scenario, they're waiting until SummerSlam, yeah, oh God. <laughs> and oh. they will have like you know eight weeks worth of build for it. For it, yeah, great. <laughs> well, they have many chats. Uh, backstage, Elias was more playing fingers. His- <laughs> from his- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Backstage, Elias was playing his guitar when the Riot Squad walk up. Without Ruby Riots, because she sadly got injured mm-hmm. at uh, the same house show that Bray Wyatt crashed his car uh, on Friday, and she is she's got a knee injury, and she went for an mm. MRI on Monday, and there's no word yet on how long she'll be out for. So we should, we'll probably find out tomorrow, uh, tomorrow being Wednesday, how long she'll possibly. Do you be think out they're going to rename the Riot Squad in the interim? Well, this is it. Like, I don't know what you do with the Riot Squad without Ruby Riots, because no. it was re- like so. Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan then came out for a match like they had this backstage segment and they had their match and I was mm. like this team looks really weird without Ruby Riot. Yeah. I didn't realise how integral she was to that team work- and the team's mm. never really worked anyway because they're three so disparate yeah they're, 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 di- they're three gimmicks that don't go together yeah like, Sarah Logan's gimmick does not fit Sarah Logan's faction. gimmick is farmhand yep Liv Morgan's is chav and, uh, and I thought she was meant to be Harley Quinn. I thought that's what she was going for. But that's Alexa Bliss, isn't it? So <laughs> I, mm, I think Liv Morgan's is meant to be like she's meant to be sort of Jersey trash, a, a Jersey trash. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, Ruby Riot's a punk. Yeah. Like so, it's just like mm, yeah. so now like they just feel really weird. Yeah. As this sort of like just this duo. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see depending on how long Riot is out for what they do with what they do with the riot squad next as you say do they rename them do they just yeah. continue or just like just have ruby cut promos for them you know just come out she can still come out yeah exactly, exactly. yeah she can still like, yeah and just be a mouthpiece for them yeah i i think the other thing with the riot squad is like i don't get all this pushing over bins backstage it's stuff again but it's again squad. again <laughs> no hr in wwe no one is managing the back like kurt angle is not doing his job yeah as kevin owens says rightly in in the show he's, he's not doing anything like as I said in the Raw review, like you should be allowed to flip someone's car and just be like, "Well, you still get to come out here." Well, that's, that was going to be my point. In the Raw review, I, I mentioned that the Riot Squad walking backstage and pushing over like stuff and pushing over guardrails seems 
less rioty when Braun Strowman is flipping cars elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, it seems so lame in comparison. Yeah. Like, he's literally flipping. Oh, oh, your like, mops are all over the floor. What are you going to oh, do? Dear, you're going to have to pick that up now. Ha ha ha. Kevin Owens. Riot. <laughs> like, Kevin Owens was like, he had a car insurance. Because yeah, yeah. Braun Strowman flipped a car. Yeah. People with fire extinguishers had to put it out. Yeah, it's not a riot unless you've done some looting. Like they should be nicking TVs. <laughs> like that's yeah. What they I should wa- be coming into people's backstage interviews and just lifting the TV out and yeah. walking off of it. What I want to see from the riot squad is that bit in RoboCop when all the police go on strike and RoboCop isn't there mm. and the streets are just filled with crime and there's just people smashing up windows. And but they should up be TVs. like a cool thing for them to do would be like start an uprising like that. You know, like yeah. they're the arbiters of this this huge uprising of the other members of the roster like the women or whatever like and yeah it actually becomes rather than the women's evolution it go back to being a revolution but yeah. an actual revolution so they're now revolting against i don't know maybe the women the four horse women of nxt oh see that's are now sound- running the main rosters you know yeah that to me sounds so much better mm. than them walking around and pushing over mops and, and, <laughs> yeah like well what a know, riot yeah. yeah maybe that's what it is it's weird looking at the word riot as in like, you know, the literal term of riot. But maybe they're looking at it as more like the 1960s, like, oh, that was such a riot. We had to yeah, well, they're looking the at it there. as in like the term of, they're looking at it sort of like anarchy, but it's not really no. anarchy well, because yeah. they're not, they're not kind of crazy enough. Like no. they push over things and then they come out normally, have normal matches, <laughs> go back, have a chat, you know. Yeah, so that did lead to Liv Morgan taking on Ember Moon, which was one of those typical WWE matches where the heel takes 95% of the match and then the babyface hits two moves and wins. So mm. no one gets over, nothing is accomplished. Yeah, it was silly to do that with Ember Moon as well. She's yeah. got so many good she's got so many good looking moves that would liven up a crowd and Liv Morgan Bless her. Bless she's her. Not bless very her heart. good. She's she, not. She's not great. I, I, mean, I don't want to say anything too disparaging about uh, wrestlers. In fact, I know there was someone in the. Uh, he used to contact me on Twitter a lot because I was very bad. Ma- I was very disparaging of Liv Morgan. Apparently, when I said that she was called up far too early, because. But I, I don't st- think that's I th- disparaging. Like, well, I know, you know, well, he, he just, she could have stayed in the developmental brand and developed and got better. Yeah, all gone to the brand where they don't seem to train anyone to do anything. <laughs> yeah, but like because they're too busy going round the country, I guess. So I think that she did need a bit more time in NXT. I thought she was called up too soon. And this sort of shows in some of her matches. But I really like Sarah Logan. I think that Sarah Logan is... Sarah Logan's really good. She's great. And now that Ruby Riot's not there, she's now the best thing in Riot Squad. So, you know... I thought, to be fair, I thought before she was... She always looked... Actually, she... Ruby Riot hasn't had much to do on the main roster, Mm -hmm. I don't think. And it's... I think, like, she's obviously always had... She had good matches in NXT when they were given time, but in... Playing, I guess in playing the heel, she doesn't really get to show off a lot of what she can do. And I thought yeah. she had obviously a good showing in the women's gauntlet match. But that was, again, weird because they won one of the bits by shenanigans and then she just has two very easy, clean wins over two people and then gets knocked out. So it's sort of just her booking's been all over the place of like, yeah. how heelish is she? Mm-hmm. What really is her vibe here? Yeah. But yeah, Sarah Logan... I think she's fantastic. Like she's, she's she's got some yeah. really interesting moves, like very different to all the other women That's on the it. roster. She feels very different from mm. everyone else. But again, which is why she doesn't really work in the gimmick. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so next up, uh, we had the the second of the Sasha Banks and Bailey segments, which will continue next week. And then hey. we got our second Roman Reigns match of the evening when he and Bobby Lashley took on the revival. And so r- earlier in the night, Roman had said, "Listen, Bob, I'm going to start the match." And I'm going to end the match. And I'm not going to tag you in at all. Mm. So, again, acting like a dick. And then acting like an idiot because he wasn't 100%. And 
just got <coughs> beaten up got a wrecked, lot. Yeah. He just got beaten up a lot. And then, uh, but I, this finish drove me insane. Because the Revival are winning. Mm. They're just, they're winning. And then they just get DQ'd. Yeah. They got DQ'd for winning too much. Yeah. And then they look like... The two idiots. winningest. Yeah, they are the two winningest people in that match. <laughs> and they lost because of it. And then they look like complete buffoons. Mm. Because after the after they get DQ'd, they laid out Roman Reigns with the shatter machine. I was like, well, cool. Why didn't you, you just do that pin him? Why didn't you just give them the win? Yeah. Like, why book you... Because you had an out with Roman Reigns in that he has already wrestled a match. Yeah. He's not tagging in Bobby uh, Bobby Lashley. So it's it, if he loses to the Revival, it's not like, mm. well, he sucks. Well, also because he got rolled up the week before. So it's not like yeah. he hasn't already had a loss to the revival. This was meant to be sort of the, you know, the rubber band match where in his head he was like, well, I'm going to win back my honour here. And, you know, yeah. I'm a proud warrior <laughs> and I'm going to take back what's mine, yeah. which is winning this. And then obviously he booked himself into too many matches. And this should be like, the point of this, I think, should be that this is the downfall of Roman Reigns. Like the whole stuff that's happened with Brock mm-hmm. from WrestleMania to now and you know him feeling like he's been gypped by the company he's now inserting himself into situations where it's too much for him he should be on a slight downfall sort of trajectory here because it leads him to rock bottom which is when magical heel turn he starts winning again because he starts cheating or he starts doing whatever it is that he needs to do to win that's the sto- that should be the story this yeah. this out with the revival here is 50-50 booking it's going well he loses so it lets us do the whole thing with Lashley still because it's like it's your fault that you know it's technically he did lose but in the sense that he didn't win the match with a pin but he, yeah, but he won it the match save, it saves them yeah it saves them because of that that DQ so it's like I don't it just leaves you with that sort of is he is it whose fault is it because Lashley's going to go you didn't tag me and you were doing badly in the match but then he could just be like well we won we won didn't we? yeah so I proved so my point does it, yeah, does it matter like you know <laughs> That's Basically, it. the answer is it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that, that's why I found it really perplexing. And just, it, it would have done so mm. much for the revival to have a second win over Roman Reigns, over like, you know, the, the yeah. top guy in the company that they can use to be like, hey, why can't we get it? Where's our tag team title shots? And where's, we can yeah. do that. But here, they just, they got nothing out of this. So no one really got over in this segment. It's, it's, it's silly as well because they are billing in the Lashley Roman Reigns feud leading into Extreme Rules. They are billing Roman as the heel in that. And like as they like to have a heel in the face in pretty much every feud they do, Roman is the heel here. Yeah. Lashley is the face. Like, you know, Roman is the one coming out and saying to Lashley, like, you thought you were the guy 10 years ago and you left and you know, all this stuff. He's the one being gobby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Lashley's the one kind of going, well, I'm here to prove it. Let's just have a match, you know, and you're being rubbish in all these tag matches <laughs> we keep getting put in for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so they're having a match at Extreme Rules. Cat Angle made that official. Mm. Um, there aren't a lot of um, stipulations on this Extreme Rules show. Mm. Uh, we know there's an Iron Man match, and we got one announced later on. But the rest of them appear to just be regular old matches. Yes. Maybe SmackDown will announce some of the stipulations to tonight. Maybe, Maybe the be. most ex- the most extreme rules, the <laughs> normal rules. <laughs> yeah. um, backstage, Owens was trying to get out of his match with Braun Strowman, and even offers Angle tickets <clears throat> to see Shania Twain. He's like, "You can go on a date with your wife. I'll look after the kids, That's and you can brilliant. go to Shania Twain." I wouldn't leave my kids with Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> and then Angle turns him down and says, "Like, no." And my favorite bit of this was as Owens was leaving, he just shouted, "You don't deserve Shania Twain tickets." <laughs> That was really funny. He's 
just so good. He's, he's just he's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so this is when we uh, backstage. Roman was complaining to Kurt Angle, and they finally mm. got their match. He went backstage and said, "What do I have to do, Kurt?" Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? There was a weird bit in this where it just sort of went backwards and forwards a bit between some... Because like, they left him in the ring as well for ages, ages yeah. after like trying to get the sympathy claps. and They were not coming. Yeah, they were not, no one... <laughs> funnily enough, if someone is an idiot, they don't <laughs> generally get sympathy. Yeah, so. I was about to say he lost his own volition, but he didn't. He won. Yeah. He won of his own volition. He sort of, yeah, he hubrised <laughs> his way to a win. <laughs> it was... Um, and then speaking of stuff that we've seen previously, for the third week in a row, we've got No Way Jose and Mojo Rawley. No way. Uh, Mojo has new music. It's about my only note from this, because like Mojo asked, yeah. why are we having this rematch? Yeah. I wanted to know the same question. Um, Mojo then... My only note is, does anyone care about this? <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Like... Uh, well, I tell you one person who does. Mojo Rawley because he's had TV time now for three weeks so he probably does care I'm that, sure he does but it's in, like, the, th- it's in the third week of a he just, I don't, I just hour, don't get him I like Mojo but like this is doing nothing for either land no. and it's because it's, we've, it's the same thing we've seen three weeks now like nothing has moved nothing's progressing in this storyline mm. so we're just like we're stuck in first gear and it feels like we're not going to go anywhere with it yeah I just don't feel like Mojo's a single star I just don't think he's got the chops he's just not interested like he was great in the hype bros but I think because everyone was so into Zack Ryder you know and then like Mojo gets across because the the sort of the untapped energy idea was cool it doesn't work when you're a heel like having untapped unbridled energy as like because that's that's his thing is that he's he's physically impressive and he's fast and he can chuck people around and he does that. He does an amazing NFL style tackle. Yeah, I was going to say. So he he threw out uh, the lad dressed up as a burger, and then gave him a pounce on the outside, which mm. sent the lad flying, yeah, absolutely yeah. flying. And then he slammed uh, Mojo, uh, not Mojo. He slammed No Way Jose into the apron back first. So it was mm. like this sort of mean, vicious edge. Um, it's interesting to say because I hated the hype bros, mostly yeah. because I hated Mojo as a baby face. Yeah. So I was like, just settle down, mate. <laughs> cool, cool it. Just cool I mean, generally, he could cool it. He could cool it by not being on Raw. <laughs> I just don't want to watch him. Um, uh, again, and this is after we've had Seth Rollins come out already. We've had all this stuff, and this is just another, this is just filler. It is. It was just, it just absolute, absolute filler. filler. It was just a way to fill time on the show. Uh, we then got a... You should never have people coming out and talking about a match they're not having. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't two, think that is... Two weeks on the bounce. Yeah, I just do not think that is wrestling television. <laughs> but it's, it's the third hour, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a WWE.com interview with uh, Renee Young and Ronda Rousey. Rousey said that she is um, she's suspended from Raw, mm. but she's not suspended from Extreme Rules. And I thought, I don't think that's how it works. But, no, I think you know, you're suspended from WWE. Yeah, but... so, you know, fair play for you to think outside the box. And she said that she is buying a front row ticket to Extreme Rules <coughs> because she wants to see the Nia Jax Alexa Blitz match. Now, I guess you, yeah, like if you're suspended, you can still be there as a punter. I guess exactly. Yeah, it's like uh, Goldberg, and with he went to No Way Out 2004 when uh, Brock Lesnar and Andy Guerrero were facing for the mm. time. And he's like, "Mate, I've, I, Sheriff Steve Austin gave me this ticket. I'm just sitting in my seat, mm. not doing anything." Mm. So I'm hoping that we can see, you know, some some action with with Ronda getting into the ring and getting physical. I think, mm. that'd, be quite, I think that'd be quite cool. It's actually this is how good Ronda is. I'm now looking forward to that women's match. At Extreme Rules and oh, T-shirts fall again. But don't worry about it. Um, I'll fix it. Don't worry. Oh, thanks, man. Um, professionalism. <laughs> if we were professional, we'd have replaced the tape. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's now because of Ronda. I'm now looking forward to this go. title match that previously I had very little interest in. Mm. So credit to Ronda there. 
Um, we then got Nia Jax coming out. Well, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James came out first. Mickey comes out to Alexa's music. Yes, because she is just a lackey. She is literally what a, a stooge. What, yeah. <laughs> What a slap in the face! <laughs> yeah. um, her baby, face, her music is so much is so baby it's such face a baby. music. Well, it's basically it's oh, Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, it's so it's fine. Mickey, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the night is it actually Mickey or is it a knockoff version? It's a knockoff version yeah. of it. Yeah. It's like when um, uh, Tommy Dreamy. So Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's when uh, Tommy Dream used to come out to a knockoff version of Man in the Box um, mm. by Alice in Chains. Um, so Nia Jax comes out and she cuts this promo that really made me laugh, where she said, "Alexa, I thought I was done with you. I thought I was done with you at WrestleMania." And then we still had another match of Backlash. And then a month later, here we are again. And I'm like, yeah. man, Nia is suddenly burying WWE's terrible storytelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the stupid thing is she would have been told to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really ties into that Daniel Bryan interview on Gorilla Position. Yes, where it was yeah. like, it was like, what makes you think that what has shown you in the last few years that WWE can do long-term storytelling? Mm. <laughs> NXT has. NXT has. But um, that's its own special magical kingdom Yes, hopefully <laughs> remains untouched by the grubby hands of <laughs> the people who do SmackDown and Raw. But she announced that uh, they're going to have an Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules, which didn't get the biggest reaction because it was, like, it was probably mm. the blandest stipulation that they could have picked for this match. What is the stipulation for an Extreme Rules match? This is this was my question. So it's a hardcore match. Which right. is different from a street fight, but also different from an extreme rules match. So th- they're all got the three matches have the same rules, but they've just got three different names. Should have just called it a hardcore match or a street fight. Like it going at the problem is with the, the pop that you're expecting when you say at extreme rules, we're going to have an, an extreme rules match. match. No way, <laughs> man. Like, God, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It, just, it's not the most hardcore no, just of say, just, like Just say we're going to have a no disqualification or like. Oh, that's another know. one. Yeah, no DQ is the other. It's like there's four versions yeah. of the same match. But that's better because then you can say, like, I'm just going to beat you senseless. Um, you know, yeah. this isn't even about the match anymore. This is, I'm coming for you. Yeah, and I want to win my title yeah. back. Uh, but then she, uh, Naya, that is, and um, Mickey James had a match. It was a lot of Mickey working over Naya's leg, and then mm. Naya picked her up and hit Simone drop and won. Natalia came out to um, second Naya throughout the match. Because they walked down to the ring arm in arm. Because they're the best of friends. Best of mates. Best, best of, of oh, gonna win some bracelets. Um, there was some nice stuff within this match, but uh, Bliss tried to cause a distraction, mm. but Natalia was there to equalise that, and Naya won. It was fine. They keep calling Rousey the X-Factor as well during this whole section. <laughs> Don't give her a nickname. No, but like, they kept saying like Rou- like in the in the extreme rules match, Rousey's gonna be at ringside. She's the X Factor, you know. Yeah. Like, she's got the X Factor. Yeah. She's uh, rowdy, it's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, she's got one. She's got a really good nickname that she's already using. But like, I, but I all I can now hear is Michael Cole whenever she makes her entrance calling her the X Factor. It's the X Factor. Ro- it's the Kingslayer, it's yeah. the big dog, it's boss time. It's the Kingslayer architect, burn it down, man. <laughs> Uh, backstage, Kevin Owens was trying to keep calm before his match with Braun Strowman, and he was getting help from Jinder Mahal's new gimmick <laughs> of being calm and tranquil and all this sort of other stuff. Being a sort of guru. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing screams mid-card than this gimmick. Yes. Like this, this, <laughs> yeah. this is cementing him in a mid-card position, never to ascend back up to main events uh, status. That's fine. That's fine with me. Absolutely fine with Please, me. Do you know what? Things that I don't mind. A, a glass ceiling for Jinder. <laughs> Just stick one on him. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just let's just leave him there. 
Plus gender. Um, so- I liked the bit also where the uh, I can't I don't know the interview what her name is, but she pops up and then Owens goes like, "Oh, you just pop it up like a little gremlin when I'm trying to breathe." Yeah, I'm trying to keep calm here, and you're ruining everything. Yeah. <laughs> but he said that he was thrilled to have this match. Actually, he was excited to have this match with Braun Strowman because mm. um, and- he knows him because he's had a few matches with him. He's like, "I know all of his moves. I know everything he's going to do." Yeah, and backstage we've got Lashley um, having a quick interview with Renee Young about the match at Extreme Rules, mm. uh, and he said that he was excited for the match. But then we got the main event of the show, which was Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman, and it wasn't exactly a match, to be honest. Like, no. they got in, Braun pushed him down, and Kevin Owens was like, F this, I'm out of here. And mm-hmm. he just got out of the ring and just, like, stood there for a minute and then just bolted it to the back. <laughs> Referee counted to 10, Braun won, mm-hmm. and then he chased after it. And then we got... A Looney Tunes cartoon to end the show. Mm. So Kevin Owens runs backstage, and he's outside of the parking lot. Well, like, well, what I did like is there was a nice payoff. In the the first thing he did is he went to the valet to look for his keys, but because he didn't give the keys <laughs> to the valet earlier, he couldn't make an escape. Yeah, which I thought was a nice little payoff. And he's like, <laughs> I haven't got my keys on me. This car is useless now. So he tried to hide. He tried to hide in the porter party try to hide in what do we call it in England because they kept saying Porta Portaloo Portaloo there yeah. you go I was trying to I was trying to think I was like I mean I, I just call them the Lavs when I go to Reading Festival yeah like, Portaloo yeah Porta Potty <laughs> V childish <laughs> or Porta John yeah, as uh, Michael yeah, Cole kept calling Port, it Porta John <laughs> so, Porta John that's the valet's name <laughs> Por- <yeah. laughs> so uh, he hides in the the, the Portaloo and Braun comes out and asks Porter John, like, have mm, you seen Kevin yeah. Owens? He says no, and he runs away. And then Braun can't find him. And he's about to leave, and then all of a sudden, he just he smells something. He smells fear. Mm. And he knocks on the door, uh, and he goes, is anyone in there? And Kevin Owens replies, thinking it's a lady. No, go away. Easily, easily confused. Easily confused. Like, no, go away. And he's like, oh, brilliant, now I found you. And he tapes the door up with gaffer tape. And as this T-shirt has proven over here, get, there is nothing stronger than gaffer tape. No, it is, <laughs> it is an, uh, an unbreakable substance. There was absolutely no way Kevin <laughs> Owens was able to get out of this door. But he ties it up. And then, I mean, I've got to give a lot of credit to Braun Strowman here. He dragged this porter potty that thankfully had a harness for him mm. because they often do come with harnesses for you to drag yeah, for them you with. To, yeah, for, they're delivered by one man. <laughs> Just <drag laughs> one them. ancient man who's been running the portaloo business for years. <laughs> Here's your toilet! <laughs> he drags it backstage and the, there was clutter everywhere because of the riot squad had been like throwing oh, stuff all yeah, over the yeah. place. There was just plunder all over the show, but Braun managed to make it past everything. Why was there a portaloo? They're in an arena. An excellent question. It was probably for the. It was for Porter John. It was for him. Yeah, that was on his Valet. only thing. Because he's not allowed. Because yeah, can't, can't yeah. leave it a post. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, not. <laughs> he keeps himself. He's he's the help. <laughs> he can't leave the post. He's got to go to the. Exactly. It, and he can't go on the inside of the arena. That's it. And the irony of it is, is that he can't leave his post. So it's actually there to be mocking. So yeah. he can't go to the loo. You yeah. can just look at it. Go like, well, I can go soon. He's got to attempt to arc it from where he is. That's why. <laughs> He makes a little game out of it, yeah. turns it round, <laughs> yeah. opens up the door, and um, Braun drags this through the, the backstage area, and he drags it up on stage. Thankfully, there was a ramp there, you know, a very fortuitous ramp for him to drag it up. Mm. It nearly fell over when it got to the top, because he yanked it up, and it went, <laughs> and he ran forward, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> to steady it, dragged it up on the stage, dragged it to an area where he like could push it off, then did his big like brontosaurus charge rammed into it and it fell down and Kevin Owens blew himself 
And yeah. um, Kevin Owens was covered to, in blue stuff. It's weird to drag it all the way in and then push it over. <laughs> Just push it over outside, mate. Yeah, but there was a little ledge, though. Ooh, wow. like, it wasn't the biggest ledge that possibly could have fallen. The crowd did chant Holy S, which I thought was a bit much. But yeah. like, <laughs> like, he did fall conservatively two feet. It took far too long. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing took, like... Yeah, it's cool having, like, he could have just tipped it where it was, like, and that yeah. still would have been an impressive show of strength. Like, yeah. you know, him tipping it is actually more impressive than him just knocking it over off a ledge. Yes. Because to manhandle it to the ledge and then push it off is, I guess, like, the yeah. manhandling is more impressive than, I think, going, oh, gravity did it. Yeah, like, you know, like gravity did a lot of the work. It, you know. Yeah. So the stagehands eventually pull Kevin Owens out and he's covered up in the blue... Um, gunk. Gunk. Well, yeah, it's gunk. It's, it's like... Um, well, it's rather than having water... It's in like the, disinfectant Yeah, it's like disinfectant it? stuff. So it's like covered in that. It's, like, looks it's actually like very paint. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it could have got in his eyes. Don't try this at home. Absolutely not. Like your bodies have been bruised. <laughs> <laughs> Let them fall off a 20-foot ladder. Yeah, yeah. And Braun celebrated and chanted, get these hands... And that was the end of the show. Uh, it was a wacky way to end the show. Yeah, I don't like these segments with. The, I, I don't like. I don't get what Braun Strowman's problem is with Kevin Owens. He just <laughs> yeah. wants to be his mate, I swear, like, he, and he's just—he is effectively bullying him. Yeah, he's just being—he—he's being the heel. Yeah, poor old Kevin Owens is just being bullied. Kevin Owens is like, obviously being like a scaredy cat yeah. in this scenario, which obviously in WWE's eyes is as good as being a heel. But he's legitimately afraid of a man who isn't getting any recompense for anything he's done. He's tipped a man's rental car over, and Kevin Owens is like, "Well, thank God I had insurance." It's like, yeah, yeah because really, he should be paying. You should sue him. <laughs> I, sue the man. I, he is sued for the briefcase. He is scared of Braun Strowman, yeah. but rightly so. Yeah. Braun Strowman is doing terrible. Like you pushed him off a like a hundred foot ladder. Yeah. Of money in the bank. Yeah. Of course, he's scared of him. This and is why they need HR. They've been really saying it all along. Are. They need HR. Yeah, I mean, Constable Corbin needs to be so. Focused. Focused. Yeah, exactly. He's where's his his authority? Well, that's true. Actually, Constable Corbin really does need to be doing <laughs> like because Kurt Angle can't because Braun is the babyface. Yeah, but Constable Corbin could do something about this. I mean, he's a bit preoccupied at the moment, I suppose, mm. with with uh, being tall, with, with being tall and all of uh, fingers. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> those fingers. But he is. He could have done. He could do something about this next week. So maybe they'll do something about this next week. But overall, what did you think of Raw this week? Uh, dross. <laughs> it was absolute nonsense. Uh, liked the Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and the other two guys match. Uh, Dolphin, Dolphin Tire. That was good. Uh, I thought there were little glimmers of hope scattered throughout, but mostly I just thought this is this is a sh- we've got two weeks to Extreme Rules. We're meant to be building stuff. Nothing we've done has built anything like it's all we're all in a holding pattern until next week i assume they ignite whatever they're trying to ignite before extreme rules and then hopefully it all kicks off but everything this week was either a replay of last week or just left everything 50 50 so you couldn't you couldn't quite make head or tail of it so for me very low uh, yeah, I mean, I gave it a poor, which is a two out of five. I didn't think. It I was think a, two out of five is. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't think it was a. Is more than fair. It's more than fair. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the, the as you said, the the Rollins and mm. uh, Reigns tag match with Dolphin Tire, um, but that's the, the rest of the show was was yeah. quite boring. Really. Would you know what? It's funny that the best bits are always the bits where people are wrestling. Yeah, and, it's weird, and isn't and it? How in a wrestling show that the really good bits normally are where people are doing good wrestling. Yeah. So I, I didn't think it was a particularly great show, and but like I think its biggest crime, as you said, like it didn't do anything to build extreme rules. No, but it also made me as a, made me as a viewer not excited for anything next week. 
Absolutely not, no. But it's weird, it, it's, it is so strange that they've got three hours, which is plenty of time to have lots of wrestling and lots of talking. They always lean heavily on the talking. However, it never goes anywhere. It's just people coming out and saying, I'm better than you. No, I am better than you. Well, you can't be because I am tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I, but I am from, I don't know, MMA one time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So let's have a match. Yes, we'll have a match next week. Okay. And it, much, yeah. you know, it, it, there was nothing like, so I'm not excited for the, the Bailey Sasha Banks thing to continue. No, like, I'm not really not. into this Roman uh, Bobby feud. I'm kind of into Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler because. Well, that's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I really <laughs> like, so I, I love Rollins. Yeah. Like, so I think that's going to be a great match. And Drew's there as well, and Drew's awesome. Yep. Um, and but that's kind of all it is, really. I feel like that's all Raw's got going for it, and like yeah. the potential that something maybe just might happen with the revival is the only other <laughs> yes. thing I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Please, please. <laughs> but it is. Like I said this in the review. It shows like this that really exposes the lack of depth on Raw's undercards, mm. like because they really only they rely heavily on a very small core group of people yeah and there are lots of people that are just there to fill time like yeah. the riot squad are there to fill time absolutely ember moon at the moment is there to fill time mm. it feels like balor and corbin are just filling time like yeah they're, they're just they're just filling time on the show and it's it really is an exposing episode and that's that's always a bit of a concern also jesus christ come up with some new stuff for next week i yeah. don't want to the amount of times i wrote my notes this is the third week in a row this has happened now. Yeah, it's yeah. sickening. But it's get a new belt or get the universal <laughs> title back. Is what the, this is this is they need yeah. to get the universal title back or they need to get another belt yeah. because like it, it it just feels hollow because there is nothing for anyone to do. Yeah, then no one's fighting. No for one's anything. fighting for anything. And then and then they've made the bizarre decision to have comedy team versus comedy team for the tag team titles. Yeah. As far as like, you know, I'm not Little bit, I think because Bray Wyatt's in it, maybe a little less comedy, but they lean very heavily on comedy now. The, yeah, the deleters of worlds, uh, and then yeah, the B team is purely spoof, pure, and spoof. it's just why do any of that? Like, and then you know, and then to have let's have a rehash of Alexa and Naya because we have to book around Rousey now, so nothing of consequence is happening on any of the belts except the Intercontinental title. Yep, absolutely, my friend, and you've got to put it on Seth because yep. he's. Seth is great. He's the guy. He is the guy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.